Good evening, brothers and sisters. This is B. Martin Ambush, servant leader of Hasid Community Bible Church. Published author of Failing Marriages, How to Strengthen Your Union and Prevent Divorce. Experienced biblical expositor and counselor for over 20 years experience in which I've served in church settings. I've served as a chaplain at a United States Penitentiary, Atlanta, Georgia. Served as a chaplain at Henry Piedmont uh, Hospital. I've taken numerous graduate level counseling courses and uh, earned a couple master's degrees in theology. And I'm sharing all this to let you know that God is using me. God is allowing me to share what I've learned over the years to share with you and to prayerfully uh, enable you and empower you to become a better believer, a better person, and how to walk in the gifts that God has placed within your bosom. And that ultimately that you will be better, be a better spouse, a better mother, father, because of the teachings that uh, he gives us throughout his word. And he's just given it, has given it to me in another manner. So I pray that uh, you'll be blessed by it. Uh, and I'm not puffing myself up. I just want to share that and let you know that I am educated and experienced, but I'm not perfect. And if you buy my book, you know I'm not perfect. If you read that book, you know I'm not perfect. Amen. But it's through our mistakes, it's through the failures of our life that as we continue to trust God through those mistakes and failures, that his faithfulness will reign supreme and that he will continue to bless you and to use you and to uh, uh, guide you to, to be used for his glory by helping others. Amen. Expecting nothing in return. So that was part of the uh, reason he gave me this podcast and he instructed me to write my book. So I believe you'll be blessed by the reading of the book. So uh, I would encourage you to get the book, Failing Marriages, How to Strengthen Your Union and Prevent Divorce. It's available on Amazon as an e-book and as a paperback, and it'll be available soon as an audio book. But more importantly, uh, this podcast is based off of the book. So you'll be getting a lot of the book from uh, this podcast. For the last three or four weeks, we've been in communication because communication is foundational to any healthy marriage, any healthy relationship, any healthy uh, siblingship, any healthy work relationship. Amen. So we have to learn how to communicating what does God teach us about communicating what does God expect from us how does God uh, exemplify uh, communication with his creation and we've been in like I said for the last three or four weeks in communication I'll give a brief synopsis of some of the other podcasts or what I just the main points that I went over we learned initially that communication uh, has a three tier uh, aspect throughout the Bible what is it First of all, communication is inspirational. God inspires us when he speaks to us. Amen. He inspires us to do better. He inspires us with his love, his grace, and his mercy through his communication process. Whether you can look into nature and see his creation and from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, from the illumination of the moon, the midnight sky, to the twinkling of the stars, he is inspiring us. He also is giving us information, information of what to do and what not to do throughout the scripture. 
And not only does he inspire us and give us information, teaching us what to do and what not to do, but he also gives us instructions, instructions throughout the epistles and throughout the Bible uh, that teaches us how to do what he's teaching us to do, how to do what he uh, is calling us to do. Amen. So, but it all takes faith. But I pray that uh, this broadcast will be a blessing to you as it was for me in the preparation of it and in, and in the pre presentation. So I'm desirous of your prayers. And then we talked about last week, we talked about five Hebrew words that has been incorporated into uh, the model prayer and what we should practice, how we should practice them in our daily life. Because communication, I believe it was Mother, Mother Teresa who said that, excuse me, Mother Teresa who said that a Christian should always testify and use words as a last resort. And that's an awesome statement right there because our communication isn't just not verbal. Our communication also is our actions. And you can preach one thing, but if folks see you live in a different way, they're going to know who you are and what you believe in by that. Amen. So the five Hebrew words that we talked about last week, hallelujah, meaning that we should have a, actions and an attitude of praise, of thankfulness, of being grateful to God and with, through our communication process throughout the day. Whoever we're uh, working with or walking with, we should have an attitude of thankfulness. And that's, that's part of who we are as believers. But then the second Hebrew word was tesuba, which is translated uh, repentance, turning around uh, from your evil ways, from your simple ways. And truth be told, some of us have communicated in such a way with some people through our actions and through our words that we need to repent of some of the things we have said and done. Amen. And, and those relationships. But then there's the third Hebrew word, Sadek, which is uh, translated as righteousness, upright behavior, also just and wise behavior in our life. How many of us know that we need to speak wisely when we speak to folk? Amen. We need to not only speak, but we need to act wisely. We need to live a life of upright behavior, of moral uh, character. Amen. Amen. And then the fourth Hebrew word was hesed, and that literally means God's covenant faithfulness. But we can practice his covenant faithfulness, the hesed of God, by practicing uh, love, mercy, grace, forgiveness, truth, compassion, faithfulness, uh, kindness throughout our daily walk with him. And we're, we should be communicating that to our brothers and sisters, especially to our spouse. But it all begins with what? Our communication with God. Amen. And then the fifth word we talked about or learned about last week was shalom. Shalom, which literally means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, and prosperity. And it also means within the Hebrew that even though war may be going around you, even though all type of chaos and, and ridiculous behavior and moral behavior might be, <clears throat> excuse me, might be happening all around you, you still have the peace of God. You still have the shalom, amen? So when your supervisor or your spouse or whoever it might be is hollering at you and calling out your name and things of that nature, you still have the shalom, the peace of God. And it's incumbent upon us to practice it. Why? Because when we know better, we should do better. So that's what, that was just a brief synopsis of the last couple of weeks 
but we're going to go ahead uh, and, and we talked about uh, in any type of communication, there's a sender and there's what? A receiver. Amen. And we know that we already went over the sending portion and how should we send our verbal communications inspirationally, instructionally, and information. Amen. But there's two parts of communication, sender and receiver. So how do we receive? How should we receive? Amen. Especially we're talking about relationships, romance and reality. All of us have relationships, whether you're married or, or booed up with somebody. That's still a relationship. And you still want to reach your optimal uh, uh, performance, your optimal self throughout that relationship. And the primary way we do it is what? Through communication sending and receiving so we already learned how we should send every communication but how should we receive how should we listen amen listen and i'm not talking about um active I'm, I'm talking about active listening i'm not talking about reactive listening because some of us only listen within the confines of a relationship we listen only to respond we're not listening to hear the persons or the senders hopes dreams hurts vision and whatnot amen some of us only listen in order to respond and i call that reactive listening but then we have active listening also and active listening <clears throat> will excuse me what will have you practicing what i call predictive listening predictive listening amen predictive listening and this is sound it's almost like reactive listening uh, predictive listening is just what it sounds like the receiver has already made up his or her mind and decided their answer or position regardless of what is communicated to them the listener allows the sender to speak uninterrupted appease or pacify them but the receiver is not interested in anything the sender is saying and has no intention of responding to the sender's message because he's re he or she is involved in predictive listening they already have predicted what they're going to say regardless of what's communicated to them and let me say this, brothers and sisters, especially in marriage, especially in a relationship, a committed courtship and relationship. Uh, sisters, this is for you. And this is in the book. Amen. Don't interrupt your man. Let him talk. Even though you might know what he's going to say, you might have heard it a thousand times before. Amen. Don't interrupt him. Let him get his thought out. Because for a man, especially in a relationship, a marriage, respect is paramount. Respect is, a, is of the utmost importance. And we don't need to be, as a men, we don't need to be respected. Uh, we don't have the need to be respected by our bosses or our siblings or, our, our, or even our parents at the same level that we have the need to be respected by our spouse. Amen. Our spouse gives us certain validation when she listens to it, when she listens to us, when she respects our uh, our. our ability or in our right to speak and not cutting us off so sisters just remember this when you cut your man off in the middle of a uh, conversation debate or dialogue you're letting him know you don't respect what he's saying and in effect you're I, I describe it as if you're putting a rear naked choke on that man as he's trying to talk because you're showing a lack of respect to him and that's very important that's very important to a man Amen. So please, please try to remember that. But then the second type of 
listening for the first type of predictive listening uh, was predictive listening, meaning you're already predicting in your mind what you're going to respond regardless of what has been addressed, what has been communicated. The second type of listening is productive listening. Productive listening, I define as productive listening enables the sender and receiver to build, produce an initial, build and or produce an initial relationship by learning the other's views, ideology, logic, and rationale. The sender and receiver are also communicating to create and maintain boundaries and expectations within the relationship. Productive listening communication is primarily utilized at the beginning stages of relationship, but it is foundational for the future discussions for the relationships progressing. And we can observe productive listening communication in uh, Acts chapter 26. When Paul presented himself before Agrippa, recounting his pre-conversion and conversion and post-conversion life. Now, you might say, well, productive listening is used in primarily in the beginning stages, and that is true. But it's in during those, that, that productive listening stages in which you're learning, you're learning the boundaries of that relationship via communication. Amen. You're learning how to maintain effective communication with that person especially your spouse, amen, because I'm sure you don't talk to your spouse the same way you talk to your brother or the same way you talk to your your co-workers because there's boundaries set up within our relationship, amen, and that's productive and, and productive listening. But also, yes, it's used primarily in the beginning stages of a relationship, but it's very fundamental. Why? Because you're learning that other person's views, their ideologies, their logic, and their rationale. Amen. And and I don't care how old you are. And one of the questions I always ask people uh, when I'm counseling is why? Why did you do what you did to learn their ideology and their rationale? And they'll share with me. And I was, well, how did it make you feel? OK, and that's going to lead them down a road of progressing it, of, OK, the way I thought didn't match with the way I felt. And furthermore, didn't match to the child of God I'm trying to become. Amen. So I hope you're following me here, but it's, it's in the book. It's in the book. Amen. Then the third type of listening. I'm not going to keep you much longer. Only about 20 minutes. Amen. The third type of listening that I want to share with you is progressive listening. Progressive listening. What is progressive listening? We engage in progressive listening when we listen to advance our relationship with the sender and God for the personal growth, empowerment, uh, and transformation of both the sender and receiver. The receiver is willing to put themselves in the sender's place and or objectively listen and analyze the sender's information to understand and hopefully accept or reject the sender's position, which may disprove the listener's previous opinions or experiences. Now, why is that important? How many times have you entered into a conversation, a debate, a dialogue with someone, and you already had your mind made up? You you have you were going to do with the predictive listening, but you listened with an objective ear. You listened, putting, trying, attempting to put yourself in the sender's uh, side of the table and the sender's position, and, and asking yourself honestly and objectively, how would I, how would this make me feel if it was me? Amen. And then you notice your whole rationale may have changed. 
you may have went for you go from predictive listening to progressive listening. And this happens all the time in relationships. And there's no shame in it. I, I have no shame in saying, you know what? I was wrong. You, you had a better position. You, you had the right way of doing that. Amen. And that's growth, y'all. That's, that's transformation, y'all. And you know, this part of the uh, definition for uh, progressive listening is to advance our relationship with the sender and with God. Amen. Because God, we got to remember, God is in the midst of every conversation. He, he, he knows what's going on. He knows what's being said. So we can try to fake the phone sometimes, but God is there. You know, so if, if we just think, if you just was aware and reminding yourself in the midst of your conversation, that God is listening. How would you alter that conversation? Amen. Would you go from, you know, uh, predictive listening to productive listening, or you just want to cut the conversation off? Amen. So those are the three types of listening. Those are the three types of listening. So how do we, how do we deal with, I'm going to go a little bit longer, y'all. How do we deal with, uh, exercise our communication when we have traumatic experiences in our life, whether it be divorce, loss of a parent, loss of a child, uh, bankruptcy, foreclosure. How do we deal with it? How do we communicate with God when we have to uh, uh, just take in the, the, the senseless, kill, senseless killings in Buffalo? Ten people killed. I hate crime. Horrific, evil, wicked. How do we? How does that make you feel? How does that affect your communication with God? How does that affect your communication with yourself? Amen. So I'm going to give. I'm going to give you some. Give us some actions to achieve. Amen. So whether you're single or married or or widowed, I found these practices when consistently performed, they help you become better, regardless of what your traumatic experience it may have been. Regardless of what you're going through right now, regardless of the horrific state of our country, amen, these, these actions to achieve, a little bit of homework for you, you will, be, you will be blessed by. Again, this is from my book, my published book, Failing Marriages, How to Strengthen Your Union and Prevent Divorce. So first of all, first of all, when you're going, when you're being challenged, when your faith is being challenged, when your love is being challenged by the wickedness of this world, traumatic experiences you may have gone through first action to achieve remember how far how far God has brought you remember how far God has brought you oh that's good news brothers and sisters I'm about ready to start preaching right now amen for, for myself I like to I like to quote some some psalms amen I like to quote I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works O Lord that my soul knows very well Psalm 139 14 you need to have your own personal Psalms your own personal scripture so when you're being challenged by the the evilness and wickedness of this world by, by your when you're being challenged by the traumatic experiences that you endured over life that you can quote the Word of God and, and, and encourage yourself. Amen. Oh, one of my favorite is Isaiah 54. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. In every tongue, every tongue which arises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Why? Because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord, 
Oh, that's good news right there. I don't know what you may be enduring today. Amen. I know a lot of folk I talk to, they're a little sad and shocked about the Buffalo situation. As we all should be, we got to keep praying, but we got to speak life to ourselves to keep walking by faith and not by fear. Then secondly, secondly, an action to achieve, you got to recite God's word about yourself, about yourself, not just recite his word, just don't recite scripture, but put your name in there. Speak affirming scriptures of who God says you are throughout the day. You can speak it silently to yourself in your head, or you can speak it when you go to the bathroom or something. Amen. Amen. You got to recite God's word. Bruce is more than a conqueror. Ooh, that's good news right there. God didn't give Bruce a, a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. When you put your name in there and you personalize it, oh, that, good, that does something for me, brothers and sisters. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and slow it down right here. This is going to be the last action to achieve. The last action to achieve. Because we are, we are bombarded by the enemy. We are bombarded by the world. And we are bombarded by our flesh on a daily basis. And sometimes I get stressed out and I learned this exercise, this breathing exercise from my son. He has cerebral palsy and he's blind. And his therapist taught me years ago uh, sensory development, meaning he has to touch and feel things. And that helps him to communicate. So I would hold him and he would feel my face and I would feel his face. And, and But the therapist also taught, geez, let, let him explore on his own. But then what I've learned when I got stressed out sometimes and I would hold Brucey in my lap and, and, and he would put his hand, I would put my hand on his chest and he would put his hand on my chest and we could feel each other's hearts breathing. And then I would synchronize my breathing to his breathing so that we could be breathing together. And I found that to be so relaxing, brothers and sisters, regardless of everything that was going on in my life, regardless of all the naysayers and all that, when I just sat down, hell put my hand on my son's chest and I felt him breathing, he felt me breathe and, and we was breathing together and he would sometimes bust out and say la 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 and that's the way he says I love you, amen. So I, I would encourage you to do that with your spouse. When times are tough, when you just can't say any words, the words won't come anymore, you get tired of praying, just sit next to him, just sit face to face, hold hands or feel each other's heartbeat and breathe in unison together. Breathe in unison together. You don't need to say a word, amen? And I'm so sure that the God of creation will allow that breathing exercise to bring uh, 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 relaxation and peace and tranquility within your heart and push out whatever fears and whatever failures you might be dealing with, amen? Amen, brothers and sisters. Now, uh, I don't want to start preaching, so I'm going to go and slow it down, and I'm going to go ahead and bring this uh, recording to an end. But every Tuesday, every Tuesday at 7 p.m., there'll be a new episode, uh, unless I'm taking the day off. Amen. And um, you can be, I pray you'll be blessed by it. And if you've been blessed by this broadcast, tell somebody about it. Amen. Reach out and tell somebody about it. Well, until we meet again, brothers and sisters, peace and blessings to you and your family.